Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a bi-demisexual girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, the split attraction model. Sounds Sounds fake, fake, but but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. It's the most pod time of the week. The most pard time of the week? Pod. Sounded like you said pard. Well. It is pard sometimes, you know? <laughs> so true. As in. It's we pard out here for record, a bitch. <laughs> we were going to record yesterday, our usual day of recording, and then we both just said, what if we didn't? <laughs> Remember how a couple weeks ago I was like, we should make Wednesday a recording day. And then then (laughs) since then, we have not recorded on Wednesday like three times. It's like how Jenna Marbles used to be like, videos come out every Wednesday slash Thursday. Like the intention is always Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah. But sometimes you get to the day and you're like, "Mm." sometimes you don't. Sometimes Sometimes you you are a two-person business. And both of those two people have severe executive dysfunction. Yeah. Uh-huh. And <laughs> some illnesses that absolutely should be diagnosed. Yeah. And yet here we some, are. Some that are. Some that, some are. that aren't. And, some that and aren't. sometimes, sometimes half of that um, business is someone who traditionally takes Adderall but hasn't had it for two weeks. <laughs> this week... This is so unrelated to anything, but I've been talking to my therapist a lot about whether I potentially have ADHD, and we were talking about whether I would want to get medicated if I get a diagnosis, and we were talking about different medications, and she was like, well, have you ever, like, taken a friend's Adderall, like, just, like, whatever, and what were the effects? And I was like, no, I haven't, and she seemed surprised, and I was like, ma'am, I'm not cool. Bitch, you can't have my Adderall. I need that. Bogey, don't eat my corn. That's what I was saying. That's what I was like. First of all, I never had the urge to do that kind of drug. Second of all, the one person I know that I could get Adderall from wouldn't give it to me. She can't even get it for herself. I know. Like, come on. Anyway, Anyway. this is our podcast. (laughs) Yeah. We do have at least one housekeep that I can, two housekeeps that I can Mm -hmm. think of. One of them, next week, live stream, October 29th, uh, Eris Young and Cody Ace Dad, we will, we will <laughs> talk about our- <laughs> That is their last name. You know what? You're right. Their name is Cody Ace Dad. You know what? I, yeah, I take it back. And we will be talking about some books. It'll be spooky. Um, it almost was seven in the morning for me, and I would have done that for you. I wouldn't have liked it. But I would have. But then it's not 7 in the morning for me. It's not. So now it's... Shout it's, out to that. It's 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Other times, other places. Um, yeah. Kayla doesn't fucking care about those other places. Okay. The UK time is literally on the poster. <laughs> I'll have you know that on my lock screen of my phone, I have the clock app. I have oh. the clock widget. And I have L.A., I have my, no, I have LA, I have 
Central Time, and I have London Time. So I'm gonna be I honest. Do I, care? I I really thought when you said that, I really thought you were gonna say I have it in military time. <laughs> I no, <laughs> no. I hate. When I can't people read have that shit. Time. I can't either. My sister is a nurse, and she has military time always. And I always look at her phone, and I never know what's going on. When I was in Germany, our um, like all the clocks. All of the digital clocks where I lived were in military time. So I would look at the oven and I would have to think. <laughs> and you would think me living there for six months would make it better. I got a little bit better, not better enough. <laughs> Here's my thing about, because you were like, it's on the digital clocks. Analog clocks are not military time. True. So what's the point? True. Is there a military wonder- time analog clock? You know, I really wonder if you gave me an analog clock and you gave me a military time clock, which I would be faster at reading. I'm really bad at reading clocks, so I don't know. I'm out of practice on analog clocks, but when I did gymnastics, I was never for like good at it. Most of my life, all of the clocks at the gym were analog. Okay, they do make them. Okay, I don't care. We should probably start this podcast. That was only uh, one of our housekeeping yeah. things. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're going to do that, and hopefully it will be slightly more focused than the past two minutes were. The other housekeeping is that because we are doing a live stream, we are not going to have a podcast next week. So it's a replacement. Yes. Because you know what? Sometimes a bitch needs a break. Sometimes you need a little nap. Sometimes a bitch needs a break three weeks ago. Yeah. You know? When you give a bitch a break. <laughs> when you give a bitch a break, the bitch will sleep. So, yes. Pod leaves str- leaves, leave stream. Um, uh-huh. It's a stream where we just leave the room. <laughs> oh, and just leave it? Yeah. Just leave it? All right. Yep. Goodbye. Um, a live stream, 29th. No pod, the 30th. Just go back and watch the live stream again or listen to all of our other podcasts or... Listen to our very first episode about the split attraction model and say, yeah, the new one's better. On that note, uh, we do have to make this better. Yeah, not off to a good start, I'll be no. honest. <laughs> not at all. I te- Okay, technically, though, that first episode was, I th- let me find it. It was like the third episode, which is why we're revisiting this topic, because I'm sure it was trash. Yeah, so, so Kayla, what are we talking about this week? So, let me find what episode it was. Wow. Okay, it was episode nine. So, today we're talking about the split attraction model. Last time, technically, the episode was about different types of attraction, where I, we, I'm we i sure we did talk about the, stri- the split attraction model, but yeah. that wasn't the title. So, so technically, it's a first. So technically, it's different. Uh, but no, we thought we would revisit this topic because uh, we know a lot more things than we did back in 2017, and um, I just our felt audio like is better. You our know. audio is better. Things are just things are just better, and so I thought we could revisit the topic. And I can already think of a couple ways that I think like I remember a few of the things I said in that episode, and looking back. Knowing what I know now, it's very funny, and so... We could look at the transcript, couldn't we? We could. Let me find it. Shout out to our transcripts and our wonderful transcribers. hmm If nothing else, you're making our lives easier. 
It's so true. <laughs> All right, I did find it. You know what's interesting? I used to always call it the split model of attraction. Same. But I think that's now- what it used to be called. But that's the small. <laughs> this is the episode. <laughs> oh my god. What? This okay, so episode 8 we talked about online dating. Right, and oh. I was like, oh, "I met my boyfriend oh, no. on Tinder." And then episode ten is where I get on, and I'm like, "Me and my boyfriend broke up yesterday." Oh, <laughs> oh no! Wait, episode ten was that episode, or episode nine was? Okay, epi- Oh no, no, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me look. Okay, no, episode eight we talked about online dating, and I was like, "I met my boyfriend on Tinder." Episode nine, we talk about the different types of attraction, but I'm reading the transcript right now and we open with me being like, LOL. (laughs) 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 It's funny now. It was a very sad time in my life. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. (laughs) That's very funny. You know, you're in a very different place now. I I truly am. So yeah, last time we talked about uh yeah fo- the four different types of attraction. So uh, we talked about which there are more than that, but those are you know anyway the big four. It. The big four. Last time yeah we talked about the differences between sexual, romantic, romantic, sensual, and uh, aesthetic. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? <laughs> it's the only way. I'll be honest with you. It's the only way I can say it without being. I feel like I can't. I, I sensual. Know sensual i feel like i don't know (laughs) you think sensual is better (laughs) no i don't but if you know what i'm looking at this transcript and we got off topic just as much yeah that's our brand that's our brand uh anyway what's the fourth one you didn't name the fourth one (laughs) i said aesthetic i said i said i I didn't hear it I said aesthetic. All right, let's. And hey, last time, last time you claimed I said some, or I didn't say something that I did say. I did yeah. say it. That happens so... in like every episode. <laughs> we got the receipts, so we'll find out when I edit this. Okay. Um, I swear yeah, so I said we're... it. I'm probably we're... wrong. <laughs> we're gonna talk about those those things. They're called the same. I don't think anyone calls them the SAM, but the split attraction model, the SAM, formerly known as the SMA, the split model of attraction. I swear when we first started the podcast, everyone was calling it the split model of attraction. And at some point it changed so that the, yeah, it could be SAM, we, which makes more when, sense. When we were writing our book, you kept calling it, you used the, 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 SAM, the, the, sh- the shortening. Uh-huh. What's that called? Abbreviate. No, acronym. The acronym. All I could think of was um, anachronism, which is very different. We uh, are 11 minutes into this episode. <laughs> well, we're 12 minutes into this episode. We have to start. We have to. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, the split attraction model. Mm-hmm. Speaking of our book, mm-hmm. you pulled up our book. I did. Uh, I don't know that we, okay, I don't know that we give, like, a really good solid definition because we're talking about it in the context of a lot of other things, so I'm not going to read it from our book. 
Wow. So you really hyped us all up there and then you just let us down. Yeah, but it, we do talk about it. So spoilers. <laughs> sneak peek. Spoilers. Um, no. The split attraction model basically is kind of what it sounds like. It is the idea or the framework that basically puts forth the idea that romantic attraction and sexual attraction uh, are different. They are not always going together. And then, of course, it gets into You're other You're taking types. that from our book. <laughs> we do. I, that is I exactly. Get, oh, I just peaked my mic Okay, so do you want me I'm to so read sorry. it? Let me. Okay, no, I'll read it. I'm just. <laughs> you were just like, I'm not going to take it from the book. And then you said it almost exactly how we say it. All right, well, now <laughs> I'm going to read it. In the book, it says, what the split model describes is an ethos wherein romantic attraction and sexual attraction are not the same. And then we have a footnote. And then we have a footnote, footnote A, that says. Oh, it's the first one. Yeah, it might be, actually. In the footnote, we basically say that we don't dive deeply into other types of attraction outside of romantic and sexual in the book, but it should be noted that the split model, no, split attraction model also accounts for other types of attraction, such as sensual and aesthetic. So, okay, yeah, I could have just read the book. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but that is the basic idea. If you've never heard of it before, oftentimes people kind of assume that when you have romantic attraction for someone that you're also going to have sexual attraction for them or that if you have a certain type of sexual attraction, say if you are homosexual, then that also goes for your romantic attraction. Um, and that's not always the case. You can be asexual and like... Homoromantic. Homoromantic, yeah. For example. Yeah, and it's 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 something that allos broadly, they conflate specifically romantic and sexual attraction, but really all of them. Which is why you really only hear people within the A-spec talking about, I am fill-in-the-blank sexual, fill-in-the-blank romantic. Everyone, regardless of whether they are A-spec or not, experiences those two things and they can be separated. It's much easier for some people than for others to separate them for some people they really can't find the line and like that's fine but for some people that line is very distinct and very clear but they do both and the other types of attraction all exist for every person whether your experience of it is that you do feel that attraction or you don't but because they're conflated so much when people say like oh it's me a homosexual the the homosexual implies homosexual, homoromantic, homosensual, homoesthetic. Like it it implies all of them, um, yeah. and it's really only within the aspect community that we split that up. But splitting it up is something that can be applied to everyone. Like you can be pansexual, uh, homoromantic. Like that's totally possible. The I think the the split model was kind of like coined by the aspect community. Yeah. But yeah, like Sarah said, it is not like I have plenty of friends who are just like straight that I have explained this to. And they have come back to me saying that even though they are like heterosexual, heteroromantic, the idea of splitting those up has helped them because they realized like, oh, I was like sexually attracted to this person, but not romantically attracted to them. And that's why like this relationship didn't work out. And like, I had mm -hmm. never thought about that before because I didn't know that you could split them up. 
So there's also yeah. like a lot of practical applications to it beyond just what you are deciding to label yourself as. Yeah. And and even if you don't ever dive into I am this and that and that and that and this, you know, just understanding that there's a difference, even if you don't always feel that difference, even if you don't always experience that difference, is very helpful and understanding that other people might feel and experience that difference uh, is important too because that helps you to better understand other people's situations and where they're coming from and you know we can all hold hands and sing a song uh-huh so true i was gonna say hold hands and play ring around the rosie but ring around the rosie is a game about death yeah we don't so. have to do that we don't yeah but yeah i mean i think in general it's just a really good way of like getting to know yourself better especially when you dive deeper into the different types of attraction like sensual or aesthetic you can kind of really understand yourself better and understand like why you might like certain people a certain way or why you have like a preference a certain way like if you're bi or pan but you find yourself leaning towards certain genders in certain situations you know what i mean mm -hmm. or certain um expressions of gender yeah gender expressions yeah. yeah yeah so i yes. i googled split attraction model and i would just like to discuss what comes up because honestly i think it's not bad at all what? which it's surprising surprising but to be fair i also looked up the specific terminology mm, if i if i looked it up like i if the difference i like i'm not sure that i would get this That's helpful fair. of a response but the first one is from princeton it's from the um the gender and sexuality resource center at princeton um, it's not very in-depth, but it does exist. Then we have one from verywellmind.com. Excellent URL. Yeah. And then we have one from betterhelp.com, which I thought was interesting. Because that one that's surprised like a, me, yeah. Yeah, that's like, for those of you who don't listen to other podcasts, Better <laughs> BetterHelp is... Let's just give them a free uh, ad right now. <laughs> let's just give them a free ad right now. Um, it's like an online therapy tool. Yeah. Um, like you can we, get a therapist through BetterHelp. Yeah. We should just apply the same methods that the McElroy uh, family has in their podcast where they give free ads to certain movies with the help that those movies will just pay them later. Mm, yeah. Manifesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should just do an ad for BetterHelp and then contact them and be like, money, please. <laughs> yeah. We should be like betterhelp.com slash sounds fake. Yes. And then when people go to that and, and yeah. they don't get anything, they'll be like, then the you hell? can email BetterHelp and say, yeah. where is it? Where is it? I heard an ad for it and it didn't work. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot <laughs> com. <laughs> That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp dot com. They do. It's not health. You got to spell it's it. help. Because it's not health. It's help. It's not help. It's help. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <sighs> Nothing is at that URL. There's something on BetterHelp, which honestly seems kind of in-depth and good. I haven't read all of it, but then we have legipatacua.fandom.com. I love, <laughs> I know that this is just like the, the um, format for like wiki pages. It is funny though that it's like, but ah, it's yes, so funny to call it a fandom. The gay fandom. <laughs> the queer fandom. Yeah. 
This wiki, though, the LGBTQIA plus wiki, though, it's like it is very helpful. Like I used yeah. it as a resource when we were writing definitions for like micro labels in the book to make sure I was getting stuff right. So, yeah. Then we have something from wellandgood.com. And it's by our girl, Gabrielle, who is it? I have talked to before for several a article. Yeah. She's very lovely. Would you say that that's pretty well and good? It was well and good. Yeah. I'm here all week. Thank you. Um, Then we have some videos. We have Slice of Ace. We have Classic. Love. some other people that I don't know, but I'm sure are lovely. I'm sure they're great. We have something at twinkle.com. And then, then we have asexuality.org. <laughs> no, we have aromanticism.org before that. And then asexuality. Oh, mine has asexuality first interesting that might be because i was talking to one of my friends today about david j and you know how the computers yeah but i was also talking to someone about david j today (laughs) but i was (gasps) but i was in a different room from where my computer was i was using my texting okay yeah that's different okay but i emailed david j today yeah (laughs) anyway Anyway, we've got asexuality.org, aranticism.org, and then asexualagenda.wordpress.com. I decided to just go to the bottom of the page because I was just reading them all. (laughs) You know what's wild is the first episode we talked about this topic was episode nine, where we were like, wow, David J., what a god. He'll never know who we are. And I'm like- And today he emailed us? Yeah, I emailed David J. today. (laughs) Well, he emailed us. We didn't even email him That's what I'm saying. He emailed emailed me. He slid into my email first. David, I'm so Amazing. sorry. Sorry, David. Um, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, so I I think there actually are some some good resources out there if you look up the correct terms. Yes, yeah. but the question is whether you pull that off. Interesting. So I just looked up the types of attraction because I I think it would be interesting for us to take another whack at trying to uh, describe what the difference is, is again. Um, And this one has a lot. Oh, okay. They're not all types of it. Okay. This actually is a really interesting article. So um, it's by Healthline and it's called, what are the different types of attraction? And then it's like 37 terms you should know. 37. That's what I said. So many. So it goes through different types. So emotional attraction, altruist, which is an A-spec, uh, what? I'm guessing it was coined in the Acebit community. I just I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. This yeah. is a safe space, right? Well, we're going to pretend this is a safe space. Um, I have had this podcast since 2017. Uh-huh. I, Bogey, can you stop? Bogey, Bogey we're not, having Bogey. Bogey did not exist in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um. I have had this podcast since 2017. I've seen many terms. I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen them and understood them. I do not know what altruist attraction is. Well, I've seen it so many times, but I have never you. I have never truly grasped it. Well, let's try together because it is okay. a type of attraction. Uh, and it's not one that we talked about the in the first time we talked about this cuz I don't think either of us knew it was a term cuz we were so baby. Um baby. According to Healthline.com, this describes the desire for a type of emotional relationship and emotional closeness that the term platonic or romantic don't feel like they accurately characterize. Um, 
It can also convey so like discomfort a, a, or de- identification with the word romantic as a primary descriptor or the focal point for different types of attraction. So it's a little QPR-ish? So yeah, that's kind of the vibe I get is that it's like the QPR equivalent of attraction. Not to say yeah. that to be in a QPR, you must feel altruist attraction. They like go together. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it is in the same way that a QPR can kind of blur the lines between platonic yeah. and romantic that that is also what altruist means it's it's a good way to to uh compare the terms in my head yeah it also uh kind of reminds me of like qua romantic or like what the fuck Mm -hmm. like wtf romantic where it's like yeah you aren't quite sure where that line is yeah 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 Um, you know i just looked at our website and Uh we do call it the split model of attraction we should change that. Where do we say that? On the what is asexuality page? We did write that a very long time ago. Yeah, maybe we should review this. No Probably. one look at it until we fix it. No one look at it. <laughs> Some of these are weird. Social attraction? Oh, so, so a person who is socially attractive is typically someone many people want to be around. So, okay, that's uh, just someone so that's who's not, popular. Yeah, that that's not attraction in... The same way as being attracted to protective a attraction, an attraction towards those who require caretaking, like a child or a pet. Speaking of pets, Bogey is going ham on. They the back do of my have the, right now. They have the term zucchini in here. Nice. Which I know a lot of people don't like, but some people ref- are, call queer platonic partners zucchinis. Why do they do that again? I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> object objective attraction. I don't think any attraction is objective. No, oh, unless you're I saying don't... you're attracted to objects? No, it's not that. I don't okay. quite agree with this list. I feel like there's a lot of I feel words like... there that have to do with attraction, but yeah, may not be attraction themselves. A, a, a person can be like socially attractive and that they attract other people but you cannot be socially attracted to someone as far as i am aware we could be very wrong yeah tell us if we're wrong please tell us if we're wrong because i just haven't come across that but we could be wrong there's another better help article about the types of attraction and they list well hold on and they talk about asexuality right at the top They list them as sexual attraction, romantic attraction, physical attraction, emotional attraction, aesthetic attraction, intellectual attraction. Hmm, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So they talk about emotional attraction as um, wanting to uh, be emotionally present with another person. You may have this with friends, family, romantic partners. Um, That's interesting. I hadn't heard that before. We're all learning something new today. We are. Maybe in five years we'll look back at this episode and we'll be like, God, we gotta redo that. Uh, and honestly, probably. Should we Should we uh, back up, I say, 30 minutes into this episode? Should, I guess. I guess. <laughs> should, we, should we back up and just kind of define more strictly or not? Not necessarily strictly, but more specifically, what each of the main terms that we hear most often mean. We can certainly try. We can try. (laughs) 
So we have sexual attraction. I feel like this one is the most straightforward. Yes. Um, it's when you want to sex someone. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's also like elaborate more. <laughs> yes. Well, because I um for the Vogue article I recently was quoted in mm-hmm. um. There were, like, we were talking about, like, how to know if you're demisexual, and the um, writer was asking me a lot of questions about, like, how to tell if you are actually sexually attracted to someone and that you don't just, like, want to have sex in general, Um, Mm -hmm. which I feel like can be confusing and is why a lot of people get confused about, like, the difference between, like, libido and sex drive and, like, having sexual attraction and, Mm -hmm. like, that, like, having sex in general. Um. But how I think it makes sense to describe is that, like, sexual attraction is – so, like, okay, back up. Libido or having a sex drive or, like, being horny is the urge to have sex in general. And then sexual attraction is telling you who you want to have sex with. Who are you being pulled towards having sex with? Who you're directing that sex drive to. Yes. And, you know, you know where some people describe the – the difference between libido and um, attraction very well in, in our, our book. book. That's actually true. <laughs> there, because we have quotes from a lot of different people, and there are some really, really good ones that some really helpful metaphors that, like, we read and we were like, "How did we never think of this?" Yeah, um, yeah check it out in chapter oh, five. You're gonna, of ha- our you're book. gonna have to buy. You're it gonna have to book. buy it to find out. Soundspikepod.com/slash. <laughs> Book, February 21st. Okay, um, so that's sexual attraction. Romantic attraction. This one is difficult, I think. A little spooky. It is a little spooky because this one to me is like a lot harder to define. It feels a lot more nebulous. And I think that so much of it is so similar to having like platonic attraction, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that it is very difficult because the way that I would describe romantic attraction is like, this is a person that you like think about often, or you might get like flustered around, or you might like daydream about them or like want to kiss them or whatever. Um, yeah. But a lot of those things could map onto a friend. Like if you have a squish on someone or like a, a squish being a friend crush, like, mm-hmm. you might think about them a lot. You might have the urge to talk to them all the time. Um, so it is a lot fuzzier, which is difficult. And if you're like, oh, I want to hold their hand, I want to cuddle with them, that overlaps with, like, sensual attraction as well. Right, exactly. Which we'll get to. Yeah, but it is, yeah, like, romantic attraction, as someone who experiences it, like, to me, it's just something that I inherently know within myself how it's different. But I, I thought you were going to say something that I inherited. <laughs> it is something I inherited from myself. Is it nature or is it nurture? Who is to say? It's inheritance. Uh, maybe it's Maybelline. So true. Like that one's hard because I I feel like it's just like that gut feeling. Uh, but that it, I understand is not helpful to describing it or people that are like i don't know if i've ever felt romantic attraction before like how do i know i don't know yeah i don't like 
you know, for me as an arrow ace, I've said this before, but my figuring out I was ace was much, much easier than figuring out I was arrow. Yeah. I never really questioned if I was like gray ace or anywhere like elsewhere on the ace spec. I did spend some time coming to the conclusion that I was arrow. I was like, am I gray romantic? Am I WTF romantic? Because nothing makes sense. And, you know, eventually I just decided to kind of use the term and I stuck with it and I haven't changed it since. But it 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 took more time for me to get there because it, it was less clear what it meant and what it was. Which brings us to something that is not often talked about, but that we do mention in our book, which is mm-hmm. platonic attraction. Very true. Which is basically just like the urge to be friends with someone. The Like when you have a squish on someone, you meet someone mm-hmm. new and you're like, oh my God, I want to like hang out with them. I want to be their best friend. Which like, again, similar to romantic attraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, it's something that's not often talked about because I think it it feels less sustained than romantic mm. attraction or sexual attraction. Like, it, it seems like it would be less common for you to be like, when you're friends with someone for like five years, to be at five years, be like, oh my God, like, I have such a friend <laughs> crush on you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, Well, I also think that, like, it's almost lower stakes because mm -hmm. becoming friends with someone is easier than dating someone. Has a lower barrier to entry. Yes, because you can just... And a less dramatic barrier to exit. Because, like, you can just be friends with someone, whether you're, like, casual friends or best friends, obviously, is different and takes time, but, like... It is easy to be someone's casual friend. Being in a like, speak for yourself. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yes, that is not okay. I understand it's not easy to make friends. I'm also a twenty-seven who moved to a new city. I I don't mean that. But because (laughs) of the way that society has set up relationships, where you have to go through all these stages, you have to make it official. You, it's like the pressure to be monogamous. So it's like it has to be the one person. Blah blah blah. Like. It is a lot more official and, like, rules and boundaries, you know? Yeah. And just like how you don't need to have sexual attraction to have sex with someone, you don't need to be, like, platonically attracted at first blush to every person you're friends with. <laughs> or ever. Like, People are platonic. How about, how about the enemies to friends trope? <laughs> so true. Enemies to biffles. Imagine if we were enemies to Biffles. That would be so dramatic. I'm currently enemies to Biffles with my roommate. I hated him in college. Now we're besties. Did you really hate him in college? I don't know if I would say hate, but I, like, didn't care for him that much. He knows this. We've talked about it. He also didn't like me. (laughs) (laughs) Did he like me? Uh, I think so. I have to be liked. Actually... I remember if he said he had a crush on you at one point. Oh my god, everyone's had a crush on me. I, that's I'm literally so what I was thinking. Lovable. Oh man, I can't believe I'm such a hot commodity and really, no one can gay, have me. The gay women love you. The gay women love me. They can't even have you. On occasion, some straight men have also 
Well, that's not as exciting. That's not as much not of a as compliment. Exciting. Yeah, I think Street a greater men. accomplishment is yeah. is the the woolwoos, the wlws, the the woolwoos. Anyway, the suffix, if you will. Yeah, that's better. It is. Um, it's more inclusive. She was um, a sapphic. What? Not from a movie. I've never even seen cocaine. I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> I don't know like. what it looks like. Have you watched that movie? No, but Miranda so sent me good. that clip. You have to watch it. It's so good. It's so good. Tell the kids what we're talking about. I don't even know about. what it looks like. Tell the kids what we're talking about. There's a movie called Do Revenge. And it's on it's Netflix. On Netflix. Right? And it's really good. We watched it recently. It's 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 like a a teen movie classic, like in the making. It's so good. But Sophie Turner, is that her last name? The one that's married to a Jonas. She's ma- she's married to a Jonas. She was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, um, that's Sophie Turner. She gets like framed in the movie for doing cocaine, even though she didn't. And by, so she f- by Camila. Mendes, not Cabello. Mendes, yes, yes, the girl from Riverdale. <laughs> the Riverdale one. <laughs> yeah, and then she goes crazy and she's like, I don't do cocaine. I don't even know what it looks like. It's so funny. Uh, anyway. Also, that one of um, of Camilla Mendes going, I am shocked. I am so oh God, shocked. It's... Oh, my God. Uh, it's so funny. It's such a anyway. good movie. It's so good. I haven't seen it. There um, is okay. a lot of sex. Not a lot. There's some sex. Anyway. I mean, the world is like that. That's it's what I'm rough saying. out there. That's what I'm All saying. right. So we've got sexual. We've got romantic. We've got platonic. Let's do Kayla's favorite word, sensual. 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 Let's see. I feel like the, the best way to describe sensual is the like attraction to someone to want to like cuddle or hold hands or do a kiss which you might be like that sounds like sexual attraction and they yeah often have overlap but think about how a lot of times you might want to cuddle your friend or like hold hand with a friend you know yeah it's it's the 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 feeling the urge the attraction to be physical with someone in a way that is not necessarily or inherently sexual. Yeah, like when Sarah used to just be deprived of physical contact, and so she would do it all at once and sit on top of me. Yeah, I would just like lay on top of Kayla. Because Sarah doesn't really like physical contact, but sometimes she needed it, and so she would get it all at once. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of I'm, I'm gonna bring up BTS. My, my oh. beloved, my beloved bias, Minyungi, my guy, my my recently. my soldiers, my American, my, my American soldiers, <laughs> support the troops, my troops. Um, <laughs> um, he uh, he is much like me in that sense. And I saw a video recently of him whenever he just wants affection. Or attention from the other members, he will just walk up to them and just stand there and just look at them. That's very you. <laughs> and this, it, he'll especially like do this on stage, like they'll <laughs> be performing, and he'll just walk up and stand there. That's very good. And and that's and that's how they know. <laughs> Listen, which is which is a very me thing. That is very you. But yeah, sensual attraction is. I think it's often uh, thought of hand in hand. Haha, <laughs> hand in hand. Uh, 
with romantic and <laughs> my brain was like, let's make another pun. Dick and dick with sexual. <laughs> okay. All oh, right. No. Now it just reminded me of the time that I learned what docking was. Um, <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but it often, it's often, I don't want to say used in concert, but they often manifest themselves. They often, um, are are materialized you can't materialize but you do you, do you understand what i'm saying they're often I do understand what they you, come they to fruition often, in concert with one go another together yes yeah they don't have to but yes a lot of times they will yeah i think the last the last big one i think mm-hmm. is aesthetic attraction so it's actually the big five we forgot about platonic before we did and i mean there everyone are everyone always others. does Everyone always does. But there obviously are others, like these articles were saying, like emotional attraction yeah. or intellectual attraction. Like those are definitely things. Um, mm-hmm. But these, I think, especially in the ASPEC community, are the ones I see talked about the most. Yeah. So we have aesthetic attraction. This is definitely the one that I, as an arrow ace, who it doesn't touch people, um, <laughs> <laughs> experience the most. <laughs> uh-huh. Aesthetic attraction is when you just you just you think someone is nice looking. You want to just like stare at their face, you know? Like mm-hmm. like you like you want to make them your phone background, but you don't because you know then people will like ask you about it and you're not like ashamed about it, but it'll it'll just bring up a whole conversation that like you're not necessarily willing to have at 9 a.m. on a Monday morning, you know? So true. The one thing I remember from the original types of attraction episode, I'm pr- I'm not going to check the transcript because it doesn't matter. Fact checking um, is for losers. Well, because the point stands whether I said it in that episode or a different one. But I remember at some point saying like, yeah, I feel like I'm aesthetically attracted to women more like women just look <laughs> better than men, <laughs> which is funny because I thought I was straight. But mm-hmm. you can be, like, you don't have to be aesthetically attracted to the same types of people you are, like, romantically and sexually attracted to. Yeah. My aesthetic attraction yeah. doesn't, I, I couldn't put it in boxes. No. I, would, I would say there are themes, but mm-hmm. those themes aren't necessarily specifically gendered, you know? Sure. Yeah. It's just when a person is like, look nice, and you're like, I want to stare at you forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can be aesthetically. I think this is also an important thing to note for people who are aloe is like, you can be aesthetically attracted to someone. You can find someone aesthetically attractive without wanting to date them or fuck them. That's so true. The amount of times I've heard people be like, oh, well, how. Would, like, Sarah, for example, know that this person is hot? She's arrow I have eyes. And it's like, she can have a, like, she can have opinions about what people look like without, like, a- Like, everyone has opinions and preferences, like, whether that's right or wrong, it's the world we live in. It's like saying, like, a straight woman can't tell if another woman is attractive. Like- yeah. And before people tell. say, well, well, straight men, the only reason they pretend they can't tell is because they're repressing themselves. Well, yeah, because <laughs> there's that's something like, we need to work on with straight men. Yeah, that's men. just because men aren't allowed to like other men 
in any way yeah. without being like, oh, gay. Gay. It's not their fault, though. Yeah. Well, sometimes but, it is, but, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, anyone can experience aesthetic attraction. Um, I've never heard of anyone who identifies as, like, a aesthetic, like, they don't have aesthetic attraction, but it certainly could uh, be an experience some people have. I just haven't seen it discussed. Um, but, yeah, I get it. I Sometimes you just gotta look at your little... You're little guys. Guys being a gender... Well, little guys being a gender-neutral term. Yeah. So, guys is also a gender-neutral term, but in this context, yes. specifically, it's little guys. Yeah. So, those are those are the big five. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we defined them at the end of the podcast. Yeah, that was really good. Just listen to but it backwards. The, yeah. Uh, But, like, also, they are, like, genuinely... Like, we have given some definitions here, but that does not mean that that is what like the definitions They're you have to use for yourself personally. And it doesn't mean that they are easy to separate. Like obviously having definitions in words is helpful, but they are going to be yeah. different for every person. Yeah. And if you don't get it, that's okay. You don't always get things right away. Or for ever. Example, like I learned today what alters means. <laughs> so true. Like, but also, or ever, because there are so many people, A-spec and not, who just can't tell the difference between platonic and romantic attraction. And that's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Also, I just, I, this is something that came up um, when I Googled it, that I was like, you know, that's a great question. Another term that I often see that I don't really know what it means, uh, which is cupio romantic. Oh. Um, What's that? It is... It's a person who desires a romantic relationship, but doesn't experience romantic attraction to others. I have seen this. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that term a lot. I just like never totally knew what it meant. But now I do. And I'm enlightened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like you don't need to have sexual attraction to want to do a, do a little doozy. You don't need to have romantic attraction to want to do a little roozy. And... For more on that, our book, because we also talk about that. So true, Bestie. Um, I think that about covers it. Is there anything else we want to say other than see you in another five years when we have to redo this? Yeah. Uh, hear, hear you? You'll hear us. We won't hear you. This is a one-way no, thing. It is. It is. Uh, No, I don't think so. Go team. Kayla, what is our poll for this week? Uh, hmm. Maybe, like, do you personally find the split attraction model helpful? Because I know even within the ASPEC community, some people are like, I don't really use that for me. I don't care. I don't care for it. Mm-hmm. Good. Kayla, what is your beef and your juice this week? Oh, my beef? Okay, it's a beef, but also a juice. <sighs> my roommates and I started watching the television program The Mole which is a Netflix show. It's a reboot of an old show, actually, from, like, the early 2000s. But it's, like, a reality competition show where all these people are competing to win money, but one person is a mole, and it's their job to sabotage and try to, like, sabotage the challenges so money doesn't get put in the pot. So it's, like, run BTS when they have a spy. Uh Uh-huh. And at the end of every episode, they have to do a quiz, basically, like, 
guessing who the mole is and the person that does the worst on the quiz gets kicked off. So you have to like be very observant and try to know who the mole is, but the mole's trying to stay hidden. But you also have to like get the money. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's so intense. I've never seen such a well-produced reality show. It is honestly wow. insane. It's addictive. Uh, so we've been watching it and we didn't realize that it's becoming out weekly and we just like started watching it late. So there was a lot of episodes. So we thought we were going to be finishing it tonight, not realizing the last two episodes don't come out until tomorrow. And we are so sad because we need to know who the mole is. And so now we're waking up at 5 a.m. tomorrow to watch it before everyone goes to work. (laughs) Because Netflix shows drop at midnight Pacific which is 3 a.m. for us. We can't do that. They drop it. I didn't know that it was midnight. Pacific. I guess that makes sense because that's where. It's stupid. Where I hate That's it. where the hub is. Yeah. So my juice was going to be how good the show is, but now I'm mad. So it's also my beef. My other juice is that I got one of those weighted dinosaurs from Target and I love it. And its name is Jam. Jam? Mm-hmm. You got no jams. I got no jams, actually. I'm just making up for all the BTS references we haven't had over the past couple of months. Um, mm. Bogey, that is not an appropriate behavior. I'm almost done. My juice is, um, you know, Army Twitter has been going off recently. Um, whenever something You're supporting the troops. Whenever something relatively scarring happens uh, in the fandom, the tweets are fucking hilarious. Um. My beef is, yeah, I still don't have Adderall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would appreciate it if I got it soon. He said to call back tomorrow. He might be getting a delivery. I spent a lot of time on hold at CVS. That's all I'll say on that matter. Uh, Okay, cool. You can tell us about your beef, your juice, your uh, attraction on our social media at SoundsFakePod. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash soundsfakepod, where you can give us your money if you so desire. Our $5 patrons. I would desire uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> I would desire you give us your money. Our $5 patrons who we are promoting this week are Byron Resnat, Chris Loretano, Colleen Walsh, Corinne, and Daniel Walker. Bogey, that is, you don't have money, so can you stop disrupting? I can't see the screen. Okay. Our $10 patrons who are promoting something this week are Rosie Casella, who would like to promote... Oh, Kayla, you haven't heard this one yet. It was new last time, but you weren't there. I'm ready. Rosie Rosie Casella, who would like to promote... Bogey's ass is in my face, and I can't see it. (laughs) Sir? Sir? Rosie Costello... (laughs) would like to promote voting in the upcoming midterm elections, but in particular, voting for individuals that support year-round lake swimming. So true. It is rosy-phobic to not be allowed to swim in the winter months. That's very true. So, yeah, keep that in mind when you're when you're casting your ballot. Um, Barefoot Backpacker, who would like to promote their podcast, Travel Trails from Beyond the Brochure, Song of Storm! who bumped up from $5. Thank you for your extra money. What do you want to promote? Um, this week, you're going to promote um, sea shanties. This Steve, who would like to promote Ecosia, the search engine for the trees, and Circle Teo, who would like to promote the fact that England isn't real and that Liz Truss was only prime minister for 44 days. 
God bless that lettuce. God bless the Lizzie. Oh. Oh. A text. <laughs> I, was I was really confused by that text. Yeah, I just um, copy and pasted it <laughs> for speed because I just remembered. <laughs> okay, hold on. Uh, I meant to put it in there right away and then, you know. And then you didn't. Cowardice. Um, our other $10 patrons are Arkness, Allison, uh, Arya K, Benjamin, Abara, Cass, Changing, and Alex Ace, Cat, David, J. Thanks for emailing us sometimes, David. I love you. David Nurse, Derek and Carissa, Cinnamon Toast Punch, my Aunt Jeannie, Maggie, Capubba, Martin, Giselle, Maddie, Potato, and Purple Haze. Our $15 patrons are Andrew Hillam, who'd like to promote the Invisible Spectrum podcast. Click for Caroline, who'd like to promote Ace of Hearts. Dia Chappelle, who'd like to promote Twitch.tv slash Melody Dia. Hefker Mario, who'd like to promote friends that are supportive, constructive, and help you grow as a better person. Also, having friends. I think that's nice. Um, Kezia Root, who'd like to promote people who come into your life. Not j- No. Yep. Just for a small time. But no. Yeah, but just when you need them. <laughs> yes. I was doing so well. You with, were. With <laughs> I had a stroke for a moment. I'm so sorry. Sorry, Kezia. Um, oh, no. Oh, I just deleted somebody. I just deleted five people. Oh, Ma'am. Jesus. Uh, they give going us money. So well. You can't just delete them off the page. <laughs> Nathaniel White. Ooh, Nathaniel J. White Designs.com. Um, Kayla's Aunt Nina, who would like to promote katemaggartart.com, which was what Kayla texted me about just a minute ago, but she just forwarded her her the text from her aunt, which starts with, hi there, I hope you and Dina and the kitties are well. And I, and I was like, why is we're like, I don't sending live me with, this? I don't live with them. Uh, anyway, you should check um, that out, though. Katie is my cousin. And she does really good art, and you should look at it, because it's really do you, good. Do you call her both Kate and Katie? I call her Katie. That's I've confusing, always... because I have a cousin who's named Katie and a cousin who's named Kate. Yeah, she. I we've always called her Katie. I think she does Kate professionally, maybe, but... Interesting. I used to think her name was spelled K-D, because mm. I was a child. You know, sometimes... That's the way it be. Sometimes you think also, only legs go to heaven. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I was right for that. You don't see the legs in an open okay, casket. Fe- okay. Okay. <laughs> Sarah Jones, who would like to promote eternal lolly everywhere. Our $20 patrons are Serena Hawk, who would like to promote Merry Christmas from your parents, and Dragonfly, who would like to promote the fact that it is totally logical for a small child to think only the legs go to heaven when you don't see the legs in an open casket funeral, but you do see the upper body of the dead person. Thanks for listening. Tune in. Not next Sunday, but next Saturday for our live stream and the following week for more of us in your ears in podcast form. And until then, send your cow's legs to heaven. I don't, it doesn't work the same with cows because they've got four of them. Well, pick two. If a cow's legs went to heaven, would it be like this or like this? <laughs> <laughs>